0: all right welcome to week 15 this is between the horns and we are presented by youtube tv whether you're watching live or listening to the podcast thank you for joining us i'm jb long alongside team reporter serena morales and serena it's been a week since the last game feels like a while since we've done this i hear you have a special guest behind the scenes this week for us as well
1: i've got this little thing that hopefully won't bark while we talk some rams football but i did I uh, want to match you today once again. We are twinning it up. I don't know. Maurice, you're out of it. You don't have a dog and you don't have the Rams long sleeve.
2: I don't have a Rams long sleeve, but I do have a gray hoodie on. So I figure we're all matching.
0: <laughs> nice pancakes behind you there. Is that a good morning football backdrop?
2: Yeah, it is. It's it's it's, it's been a good morning. So I figure why not have it back there. I, I, I'm i not eating the pancakes for breakfast, but, you know, it makes me feel good that I could just look there and look at
0: them and
1: that's that's your diet. You that's look
2: my at diet.
0: Me. Exactly. <laughs> well, as we know, the Rams are coming off back-to-back wins against the Cardinals and the Patriots. Another on Sunday would clinch a playoff berth for the third time in four years under Sean McBay's leadership. And the winless, the 0-13 Jets, are coming to SoFi Stadium on Sunday. Before we get into that matchup and how the Rams can avoid what feels like a trap game, we revisit that dominant win wire-to-wire against the Patriots from a week ago.
1: Yeah, it felt good, right? Taking down Cam Newton, Bill Belichick, and the Patriots twenty-four to three. So, my question for you guys: Did the win over the Pats kind of change your thinking about the Rams? You know, with this three-game stretch.
2: Oh, for me, it, it, for me, it definitely did. Uh, I felt like this was a different matchup that we've seen the Rams lose uh, early in the season to the Miami Dolphins—the physicality. Uh, that the Patriots brought, Um, we saw the Dolphins bring that defensively and get after Jared Goff, had all those turnovers. The 49ers, what they've done physicality-wise, like being more physical than the Rams, and also the Buffalo Bills in that first half were more physical. And so uh, it was great to see the Rams show up in that aspect, being more physical on both offense and defense, running the ball the way they did. And then defensively, just pretty much shutting down a team that runs the ball like no other in the league um it was really impressive to see that and then obviously just to win that thing from wire to wire it was awesome to see as well
1: yeah I mean JB I know you're high on uh the Rams and the 49ers wins because you're still thinking that they're I mean the 49ers are a great team not doubting them but I feel like with the win over the Patriots it really solidified okay this is a team that can make an NFL a playoff run right
0: Well, I said it before the game and I'll repeat it here. I think that opportunity was more psychological than it, than it had to do with the standings. And I agree with Maurice's point that it did reframe my thinking about the upside of this team. I always felt it was there, but maybe more than any other win. And I I really think of the two wins across five days at Arizona and home against the Patriots together. But the Patriots one in particular says to me that if you had to go to Lambeau in January, for instance, for a playoff game, maybe an NFC championship game, that you can win with that physical style that MJD was talking about on offense and defense. Um, And and I just think collectively the effort that they put together over the last week, not only does it improve their, their standing, uh, their odds and, and give them a chance to maybe clinch a playoff spot this weekend and the, and the division next weekend, it might even give them the opportunity if they're so fortunate to rest starters in week 17 and put themselves in great position going into January. So we'll see. Um, But I'm definitely more bullish on the Rams this morning than I would have been a week ago.
1: You said Lambeau, Lambeau or New Orleans. Um, Can these, can this team really stand in that mix? They both got 10 wins on the season. Maurice.
2: Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. Um, I I went on Twitter and I, and I've said this before. I believe uh, that there's only the Rams can be any team in the NFL except for one team. And, It's just been the Niners have been their kryptonite. It's been that whatever the Niners do, however they know them, they just, for some reason, they struggle against them, uh, whether the Niners are really good or really bad. And so, but every other team in the NFL, I feel like the Rams match up well against. I feel like the Rams uh, defensively can stop any offense. I feel like the Rams offensively can push, uh, move the ball up and down the field and score points with the offense. And then the addition of Matt Gay takes away our kicking wheels, right? Because when you get into those playoff games, like we all know, Um, going to the Super Bowl, you have to have a kicker that you can depend on uh, down the stretch. And so Matt Gay has kind of solidified that. But I believe uh, deep down inside that the Rams are probably the most complete team in the NFC right now with New Orleans battling, obviously, the Drew Brees injury and what Taysom Hill's doing. Um, I just feel like they are better uh, than those teams right now.
0: The question is, can they catch them in the standings, right? If you win the West, you'll be no worse than the three seed. Can you get up to two or maybe even one uh, because the tiebreakers don't look favorable against the Packers um, or the Saints, it would require them losing to an NFC opponent. And and I think right now, when you look at the opportunities where they might stumble this week for New Orleans, it's Kansas City. That one's obvious. But are they going to lose to the Vikings or the Panthers? Likewise for Green Bay, are they going to lose to the Panthers or the Chicago Bears? I'm not sure the odds are in your favor in that regard, but that's for another day. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, these next two weeks will will kind of determine what we have been most- like and what the implications of uh, NFC tiebreakers um, really are. All right, so let's let's zoom in on Sunday at SoFi Stadium. The Jets are 0-13. They are a historically bad NFL team, and they're coming off a of 40-3 to drubbing in Seattle. They went home to the East Coast before uh, this Week 15 game. Maurice, if you were in the locker room, if you were put in Sean McVay's shoes, what would you say to your team pregame to make sure they don't overlook the Jets?
2: Um, I mean, first of all, this is the NFL team, and I would show them the tape of the Jets versus the Raiders and how they competed in that game and how if you give them an opportunity, they can do it. And also, I would show Leonard Floyd and our defensive line, Makai Becton, and how he dominates people, and how he gets after linebackers. And, you know, Sam Darnold has had some explosive plays and, you know, they have some guys that can go down the field, so they have weapons there. But it's important for us to start fast. And very similar to any game, it's not about them. Like I said, JB, when we play golf, it's never about you. It's about me, my clubs, and the course and what we're doing. It's about how we handle our business. And so that's when it comes down to. Yes, they have players that may give us some fits. But you know what? It's not about who they are. It's about who we are and where we're trying to go. And this is just another challenge in the road or on our journey to get into that Super Bowl. And so um, this is one of those games where if I'm Sean McVay, I'm going to say, I'm putting my foot down on the pedal and we're going to go as fast as we can. We're going to try to score as many points as we can so that we don't take them lightly.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, anything can happen. Frank Gore's still playing football at his age. I think Brandon Staley said yesterday they're the same age or very similar in age. Um, That being said, Maurice, we kind of went back and forth on the broadcast before the game last week. Like Jared just needs to continue to protect the ball, right? Like, We talked about, you know, the Patriots kind of pressuring quarterbacks, and they're very good at that. I thought Jared, for the most part, he had one turnover. But outside of that, he he took care of the ball. I want to see Jared just, like, dominate the heck out of this offense. I want him to make really smart decisions. And that way it sets him up for Seattle. It sets him up for the Cardinals to finish off the regular season.
2: Well, it's a little bit – this team is a little bit different than what you had in New England, where New England played a bunch of man-to-man across the board. The Jets are going to play zone, and even though Greg Williams isn't there, so you're not going to see as much cover zero uh, that got my man out of there, but you're going to see a ton of zone, and that is where Jared is at his best. That's where Cooper Cup is at his best. These receivers are, and tight ends are at their best when they know it's zone and they can find those, those soft areas in the zone. So I expect Jared to play you know, lights out. Now, let's not forget they have some guys on the defensive side of the ball that can get to the quarterback. Quentin Williams is a guy. That is very scary and can wreck a game. Um, and so you got to be, you know, there are different challenges in this game. And I've always been a uh, a player that I love when a coach will say, look, in order for us to win this game, you have to win your one-on-one matchups. Well, Quentin Williams is going to be rushing on both those guards and possibly the center. And, and if Jared wants to step up and make those throws, guess who has to protect him, right? So there are going to be some different challenges in this game. Um, you just have to know, you know, it's important to get out there and start fast. Uh, especially for Jared to start fast and, and, and play fast. And I think the play-action pass is going to be huge like it was the last couple of weeks.
1: And
0: while the quarterback's best friend has been uh, Cam Akers in that rushing attack these last couple of weeks, right? Very efficient, and uh, the rookie's coming off a career day. He is clearly atop the depth chart now. I don't think there's any question about that. He's the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. What do you think? Can they move these Jets around the way they did the Cardinals and the Patriots defensively with a lot of those two tight end looks?
2: I think they can. The, the Jets aren't—they aren't um, as aren't stout as stout as the Giants are. Right? The Giants were. Uh, they're not as stout as some of these other teams that you have to play with the bigger guys, more powerful guys. They—they they are up the field rushers. They try to get up the field, so you can get those guys moving. Um, but you know, again, it, it, it comes down to can you stop the the interior—you know—the penetration, the interior pressure from Quentin Williams. I think he's been one of their 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 bright spots over the last couple of weeks. Uh, getting pressure, he's playing with more confidence, and and that, that's going to be a thing. If you can stop him, you'll be good. And I know Sean McVay will have you know something in his little bag of goodies to pull out to get those guys thinking. But it's it, it, it I, I believe this offensive line is playing much better. Um, I don't like know like too much crazy news, but it sounds like Whitworth has a ability to come back before the end of the season, which would be amazing. But they they're as a group they're playing a lot better than what they were, and so I, I'm excited to see this matchup between the interior defensive line of the Jets and the interior offensive line of the Rams.
1: Uh, you guys, for all those that hit me up all the time, who's starting at running back? Is it Cam Akers or is it Malcolm Brown or is it Daryl Henderson? I mean, is Cam Akers like that leading back with last week's show up, like with his, with his performance? Yeah. He's <laughs> like, yeah,
2: man. <laughs> I don't, listen, I don't, I don't know what else. I don't, well, he would rush for more yards in a game since, what, like 1980 or 90 or something? Or 18, 19? What was it? 1800s. I don't Free
0: NFL. <laughs> when you're on a list with the bus and Dickerson, you're doing it right. Exactly, yeah.
2: right? So, think. I mean, he put and, – and when I went back and watched the tape, not only were there some really good runs there, the holes that he was running through were ginormous. I mean, they found a way to push those guys off the ball, and a lot of it was that – the Rams were on to the, the time of possession started to work in their favor towards the second half, and that was huge. You saw to see the Patriots wear down. Um, but it's important to, It's important for them to keep running the ball and him to keep playing the way he's playing, both in the running game and the passing game. All
0: right, let's jump into uh, some rapid fire as we preview Sunday's game against the Jets. And I'm going to start uh, with some defense, since we've talked a lot of offense to this point. Uh Jalen Ramsey, after the game, uh, went to the microphone and stumped for Aaron Donald to be the defensive player of the year. Uh, 12 and a half sacks now to lead the league. Serena, is there any doubt he should be the frontrunner at this stage of the game?
1: I would love to see Aaron Donald. I know it's not going to happen because there's guys named Patrick Mahomes in the NFL, but I would love to see a guy like Aaron Donald just win MVP. Like, so if I'm thinking that, there's no way that he is not getting defensive player of the year. Jalen Ramsey, who is one of the top defenders in the league as well is, is giving him, I mean, game respects game. Right. And if he's over here, like, man, this guy's destroying it. And Jalen Ramsey is not one to bite his tongue or hold back or has any lack of confidence. If you're getting that sort of praise from a guy like Jalen Ramsey, no holding back. I don't see how you don't put him at the front for this defensive player of the year award.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because a lot of people were talking about T.J. Watt and what he was able to do, and I I actually – it's funny because, you know, you hear about all these different guys, and Mike Tomlin was like, T.J. Watt is going to be T.J. Watt without Bud Dupree. Well, we haven't seen that. Bud Dupree is kind of what allowed everyone to kind of get going because you had that that extra guy coming off the edge. Um, With Aaron Donald, it doesn't matter who's coming off the edge. It doesn't matter who's next to him. It doesn't matter if he's the only guy rushing. He finds ways to get to the quarterback, and he impacts the game – Every game he's impacted a game. There hasn't been one game. Even with the Niners in week one, he impacted the game because their whole game plan was to take him out of the out of it, right? So you impacted the game, and every game that you played in from the D tackle position, it lets me further know that we are seeing greatness right now and that people should really treasure what they have. And that's why Jalen went up there and was like, listen, he's the GOAT, right? Because he's doing this against double and triple teams, JB. We saw it against the Seahawks. I think they let a couple guys go free and they were like quadruple teaming uh, Aaron Donald to make sure that he didn't get to uh, Russell Wilson. So those are things that, again, you're getting respect week in and week out. You definitely deserve defensive
0: player of the year. Just to, just to piggyback on that real quick. It's one thing to lead the NFL in sacks. It's another thing to consistently help your teammates have career seasons. Right. Go ask Dante Fowler if he's a defensive player of the year, (laughs) Leonard Floyd. Career high in sacks. Morgan Fox. Michael Brockers looks like he's 24 again. These things are related. These things have a lot to do with Aaron Donald.
1: And and JB, you were you are watching the game like the the Kenny Young touchdown. Like that was an Aaron Donald play. That started because of Aaron Donald. Like Troy Hill doesn't get the interception without the Aaron Donald. Right. Like those little details that you're probably noticing more than anybody else. The two of you, you're calling the game. Right. Did you see anything on that play that stood out to you?
0: I mean, he, he and Ramsey leading the way uh, outpacing Sean McVay sprint down the sideline. Sorry, coach, but uh, they separated from you there. And, and look, he even just dis- he even disrupts our rapid fire segment. We've been talking about him now for like five minutes. There's nothing rapid fire about this because he wrecks all kinds of shop. Uh, do want to ask uh, the other part of this question, though. What are your expectations for Jared Goff in this final three game stretch? What would you like to see from QB one to know that you're ready to make a run through the postseason?
2: consistency that's it I don't need to see magical play I just need you to be consistent the guy that we saw in Arizona show me show me that same guy against the Patriots show me that same guy against the Jets show me that same guy against uh the Seahawks and the Cardinals down the stretch and I'm happy because I know what I'm getting I know I'm getting uh, a guy that's going to put the ball where it needs to be now yes there are going to be some throws that he missed right the interception against the Patriots we need to get those going we can't have those type of mistakes but I just need consistency across the board. I don't need you to play lights out because unlike years in the past, your defense is going to put you in position all the time to make plays. Just don't mess it up. If that makes sense. Like here goes the recipe. When you're baking this thing, make sure you put it at 350 and it sits for 45 minutes, not 45 and 30 seconds, 45 minutes. And we'll be good to go. And I think that is the truth. I don't, you have so many weapons around you with both tight ends, your running game, your receivers and your defense. There's no reason for you to try to go out there and be Superman like we saw against the Niners. I don't want that guy. Give me the guy that's comfortable in the pocket, deals it where it needs to go to and you're good to go.
1: So who is going to be Superman for this coming game against the Jets? We're going to close out with our Rams fantasy picks. J.B., uh, I'll start with you.
0: I think you'd be crazy to go anywhere else than defense and special teams at this point, right? They scored in three straight games. Yeah. And they're facing one of the most anemic offenses in the league and they're facing a turnover prone quarterback. This I think is an ideal fantasy football matchup for the Rams defense.
2: Yeah. Maurice. You know, I'm, I'm going to say this cause I need him. Uh, Cooper cup. I think this is a, we've always said, I think Cooper cup in this zone, very similar to the Buffalo bills who plays that cover two style thing Cooper Cup should have a heck of a day um, and I, I need it I'm not gonna lie this is this is one of those ones where I, I need Jared to really like force him like 15 balls and and you know we'll see where we go from there we'll
1: just pass that note to Sean and uh, I appreciate fine. it we'll get that Get a
2: fly sweep just give him a fly because he hasn't had a fly sweep in like 10 weeks so get him a fly sweep in the Tide red and we'll be good to go
1: No biasness here. Uh, J.B., I mean, I can't deny it, right? You got the last place defense going against the first place offense. It's like Charlie Brown having a race against Usain Bolt. Unless Usain gets tripped in a classic case of, like, cool runnings, I see the defense scoring another touchdown, helping the Rams get their 10th win, clinch a playoff berth. It's done.
0: (laughs) Is Serena looking ahead to Seattle? Do we need to do we need to lock her into Sunday? Come on, Serena! Don't overlook the Jets. The
2: Jets have players now. We got to be we got to remember that they can they can stretch the field and they can get after it. So I think it's going to be a good game. You just want the Rams to start fast.
1: You guys saw Cool Runnings. You know that Sanka Coffee and all those guys. I mean, the race they, he lost, and he was the most prepared. Doesn't matter. Sometimes things happen. I'm just saying, but I don't see that happening Sunday.
0: Well, good to see you both. And that's going to do it for our week 15 edition of Between the Horns. Uh, to our audience, thank you for watching and or listening. Uh, Jets-Rams this Sunday. It's 1.05 Pacific time from SoFi Stadium. The only time all year the Rams will play back-to-back in Englewood. You can catch it on Fox and you can watch it on YouTube TV. YouTube TV has more than 85 channels, sports, news, and entertainment, personalized recommendations, and unlimited DVR space included. Try it. Free terms apply and game availability is subject to to your local market. For MJD, for Serena Morales, I'm JB Wong. Thank you for tuning in to Between the Horns, and enjoy the rest of your week 15.